Welcome to the Data Guru Podcast. We're your hosts, Scarlett Burks and Laurel Wilhelm Volpe. We will trade off hosting duties this year to bring you a wide range of data experts discussing audience strategy, emerging trends, and practical ways to boost campaign performance. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We are here today to talk about something that is vitally important to marketing and advertising and a little intimidating at the same time, measurement and analytics. And we have our experts today, Brian McRae and Linda Harrison, to explain to us what we need to look for in 2022 and what went well in 2021. And I'm going to ask you two, please, to introduce yourselves. I'm Linda Harrison. I'm Director of Data Strategy at Axiom. I've been here longer than I'd like to say, and I lead a team of digital and email experts. Yeah, my name is Brian McCray. Uh, I am a senior consultant here at Axiom, specifically working in our analytics center of excellence, specializing in everything analytics and measurement from your environments to the people you target to making sure that you're hitting your ROI goals. We kind of do it all, and that's my responsibility. And that is why you are here. And I've got this very first question for you, Brian. What is the secret sauce to digital analytics? Well, I don't want to reveal everything we have, but a secret sauce that we've been kind of working on and that we've been pitching to a lot of our clients and has been very successful is understanding the individuals you're talking to and how to talk to them. So that could be everything from, okay, what is my key demographic and where can I actually reach them all the way to what are some trigger words? What are some trigger activations that these consumers really enjoy and making sure that we're finding that sweet spot to ensure that we're not oversaturating them, but at the same time hitting them with enough messaging that they do the desired action that we are intending. Well, I'd like to say, I think the key is to test. We've got a whole lot of things in play all the time in the digital world, from the cookie apocalypse to changes at different platforms to even how measurement's going to take place, right? The feeds that you can get back. So I always say, measure everything. Do A-B split testing whenever you can and see what's working and what's not. Whether it's creative, whether it's the audience, whatever you can do, whether you're using a live ramp ID or a cookie, a device IDs, UUIDs, etc. I want you to try and measure it at the front end. Yeah, that's a great point, Linda. Even, you know, we talked about the secret sauce literally just a few seconds ago, but in reality, there is no secret sauce, not for every single campaign and not for every single individual. You have to test and you have to find the secret sauce for that specific campaign or that specific individual. So that's a great point. And what I like about digital is you can change on a dime. You know, I come from a direct mail campaign background where once I send it in the mail, I can't fix it right? I've got a million pieces of mail going out and I find out that nobody's responding versus in digital. I can change my campaign. I can change my audience. I can change everything very quickly. And that gives me great heart, right? It just makes me feel so much better that I don't have a huge dollar amount already out there with nothing I can do to change it up. Well, and speaking of testing and being able to change things on a dime or in, in near real time, I guess the the question that comes to mind for me is how do we know when it's when a test is successful or not how do we know when something needs to be changed and so I guess maybe taking a step back the the bigger question is what are we measuring you know what metrics do you recommend people look at are there certain things that are more important than others or is it determined on a case by case basis yeah i would actually say 
it all boils down to the individual, right? So basis of marketing, basis of advertising is that you are talking to an individual. So there is a reason you are talking to an individual is for a desired outcome. What is that desired outcome? And you kind of uh, hit the nail on the head there. It can change pretty frequently and it is on a case-by-case -case basis. So how we at Axiom kind of approach that dilemma is collaboration from the get-go. So being involved from your first hint of a campaign all the way through the end measurement. So we have that contextual knowledge and we can make sure we measure all those different touch points and how we actually measure. Again, that's on a case-by-case -case basis. Most of the time it's at the individual level, you know, measuring did Brian McCray do the intended action that we, you know, targeted him for, but it can take many shapes and forms. And honestly, the way that you view the reports can also take many shapes. Well, you can also look at things at a household level in some cases, right? Because people-based doesn't work across every product and service. Say a mortgage. You may have sent me either a direct mail piece or an email piece or I saw it online, right? But it's a household level purchase. So it might not be in my name or I might have used a different email address than what you intended me to use to do any kind of matchbacks. So some things we do at that household level. Well, that's, yeah, that's really interesting. And I wonder if there are some campaigns that either one of you could, could mention, um, just some examples of some successful campaigns we've seen and what the advertiser was looking for. You know, how did we understand that something was working or wasn't? Uh, most recently, actually using the example that Linda just mentioned about measuring at the household level, we were looking for working for one of our large insurance clients. Um, and as we all are all aware, insurance covers many different verticals, everything from auto to home to pet insurance. It could be really anything. Um, and the goal of the campaign was to target a certain type of individual, um, specifically homeowners that are under 45, to increase the number of home policies that were um, essentially sold, bound, and serviced by our client. Um, so how we actually, you can actually target at the household level, but you can also target at the individual level and map back to a household based off of uh, different lookups, um, based off different IDs. So that's exactly what we did because we want to do personalized messaging to the individual. And as we're pretty much all aware in digital marketing, personalization is key uh, when you're talking to a specific type of individual because you want that messaging to be as relevant as possible to that consumer. So we actually did that. So we took a, you know, our key demographic for the client and we're Worked with their agency, uh, their media agency, to personalize all the messaging and personalize the targeting to different segment lines within that key demographic. Again, homeowners that are under 45. So they were served some advertising, um, and it actually turned out to be pretty successful. And how we actually measured that was actually measuring at the household level, because Linda, you know, said it spot on. Even though Linda may be advertised to, it's, it is a household decision, especially on a big purchase such as home insurance for your home. And a lot of time, that is a family decision that needs to be made. So. So we actually had a list of individuals that we know we're targeting, we know that we're modeled to fit that key demographic. But in measurement, we actually measured at the household level, knowing that you know Brian McRae was targeted and he is in, the, in that household. So therefore, we're attributing that success to that individual in that household. We actually saw a pretty good ROI on that one. So I think we, you know, at the end of the day, we saw an incremental lift of a few hundred home uh, policies for a very, very small campaign. And ultimately, we are going to be using that kind of strategy going forward, knowing that for the, for this specific type of demo, for this specific kind of campaign campaign, we found the secret sauce. We know what works works for them. We know what works for that specific type of individual. So using that going forward, but we're already in, on drawing board for their next key demographic, their next key segment. 
Well, in addition to that household level one, we've done really specific campaigns like for a mom's campaign where we wanted to have people sign up for a uh, a big shopping club, right? And it was new in the market area. So we did a geographic selection of consumers that were moms. We sent them an individualized link via digital. They signed up for the account and we were able to look at those new memberships. It was just a two-week campaign two and a half times the industry standard, but we knew what they were going to measure. We knew who they wanted to talk to and we brought it all together for them. So there's all kinds of measurement that can be done. What's another interesting one you've done, Brian? Well, I mean, I would say my life every single day is interesting, specifically when it comes to measurement. But another one we've done very, very recently was actually targeting a specific type of demographic for a credit card issuer. So specifically targeting like college-age students for like a new state-of-the-art credit card for that demographic. Meets specific criteria, so on and so forth. Not going to belabor you with those details. But using that, they actually went for a broad-based targeting. They kind of want to hit everyone within that age range because you really never know if someone's whether in college or not. Sure, we have some deterministic variables that, you know, we as Axiom can utilize there. But in reality, you know, Brian McCray, I could be in college or I could be as part of a, you know, online education program that necessarily we can't capture. Um, so they went for broad-based targeting. And actually in measurement, we specifically broke out different segment lines using deterministic data and data that the credit uh, issuer was able to provide to us in part of our measurement agreement with one another to measure along those lines, whether they are a college student or not, and what was the, what was the effectiveness of that targeting for them. Ultimately, it yielded positive results, as with most studies with an Axiom do. And they're actually utilizing that going for their kind of base credit card offering for those college-age um, students. So I love these examples. Can we talk just for a second about channels? Which channels were these examples that you have shared? What were we using? I know Linda, you you mentioned digital. Just if you wouldn't if you wouldn't mind taking a second to to talk about channels and what some of the key metrics or metrics that are commonly used are for that channel. So I do a lot of social campaigns where they're really interested in brand recall, awareness, things like that. I also do some where they are looking for action, right? They're looking at KPIs such as return on ad spend. So they're, they've got a specific offer that they know people have taken them up on, whether it's a coupon, whether it's a click here, download something, all those types of actions. What about you, Brian? Yeah, I would say we mimic that within our group. Uh, we do a lot of social campaigns, um, but more specifically around developing insights and driving the most incremental impact over long desired action. So most commonly that is taking form in social campaigns, but we've seen a lot of success and more recently a lot of a lot of run-ins with pro- all of our programmatic providers. With the death of the cookie, you know, we're uh, working with a lot of our clients to kind of explore what are some of those different options? And programmatic is definitely one of those options for if, you know future-proofing your strategies right now. I do contextual campaigns as well. So if you're thinking about what pages a consumer would be on, we do ad campaigns that are targeted towards that. And then also programmatic campaigns that might be for adherence to a medication, right? So giving them interest or information about a medication. You see a lot of those on TV. So we have a lot of connected TV campaigns, over the top campaigns, et cetera, that may be related to medication adherence, 
awareness, things like that as well. That's really interesting. And we're here talking at the beginning of 2022. And so we just wrapped up last year. And of course, for many industries and for many brands, the holiday season is a key part of one of the most important times of their year um, in terms of activities and, and sales. And so I'm curious, we might be a little too soon, but if uh, you both have seen in some of the wrap up of 2021, how did people do? You know, what uh, what were some successful holiday campaigns that you may have seen? And also, if you can talk a little bit into how do we pivot now, we're in the new year you know, we're, we've moved beyond that. Anything that you're seeing in these early days of 2022 as people are beginning to, to gear up for this year? My favorite campaign at the end of 2021 was for chicken tenders. And why was that? Well, a large grocery store chain, and they wanted to find people who were doing research and reading articles about chicken tenders. And we found those consumers and it's been a banner campaign. It's just really working. It's running nonstop as people are reading articles or recipes, things like that about chicken tenders. It's like, Hey, what's for dinner tonight? Chicken tenders, make it easy. So that's been a fun campaign for the year. Yeah. I would say mine is specifically around gift cards, which is my personal favorite gift that anyone can ever give me in the holidays. Mine is cash. Of course, I'll always take some cash. But given how the market has shifted and individual buying behavior has shifted over time, gift cards specifically have become a lot of concern and interest for a lot of consumers, but not only for the real retailers. So I worked on a campaign over the holiday break uh, that was mostly driven around driving gift card sales. We want people to buy more gift cards for their loved ones and their friends and family. And ultimately, as the new year starts, people is like, I want to get back in shape or I want to redo all of my wardrobe, so on and so forth. Make sure that those gift cards are utilized for that. We actually saw massive success in that, not only because people are you know kind of struck into their homes and can't necessarily do a lot of experiences right now or see their loved ones but what they can do is they can send love through a gift card so through some very unique messaging our retail client was able to incrementally drive the uh, more gift card sales over the holiday season and honestly i even saw that ad and i was like wait a second this is working so it was a pretty fun campaign to work on that's awesome I'd be curious to know if the rise in chicken tender sales, Linda, was correlated in some way to the popularity of air fryers right now, but that's a whole other topic maybe. And that, Brian, I have also seen campaigns in development that then I've, I've received and that is pretty cool. And you're like, ah, I know what that is. Um, so that's always fun. You know, we talked about closing out 2021, you know, looking at this year, are there any trends that you both see coming? Any things we've mentioned cookies? There's a lot of change in in the works um, when it comes to measurement of our campaigns. What, what do people need to be prepared for this year? Everything. Just be ready. It could happen. Nobody knows. Brian? I'm going to echo Linda on that one. No one really knows what's going to happen. You know, it could be pushed out another year or it could actually be be here to stay. Um, who really knows? But my recommendation to a lot of my clients and my recommendation for everyone out there listening to this is 
uh, don't be afraid to test every single thing that you can, because as death of a cookie happens, you're going to lose a lot of visibility unless you work right now to understand what works and what doesn't work and make sure that everything that you want to measure is set up correctly in the future. So that includes getting new data feeds to your data mart, making sure that you have all those processes set up to read all that data, so on and so forth. But my suggestion would be, and what we're seeing a lot of our clients do is don't be afraid to test every single thing you can. Everything from new targeting strategies to new creative messaging to new bidding strategies through your programmatic or, or social platforms. Because the world as we know it, especially in the digital landscape, is going to change eventually. And we just have to be prepared for it. So if we were trying to leave people with you know, just a few next steps, getting started as they begin to future-proof their um, or I don't know if future proofing really is possible, May, create marketing programs that are more future resilient. How would you recommend they get started? I would actually say get all your data in order before you really start anything. The reason I bring that up is it's very important to know what you're measuring and ensure that it is there for you to measure before you get started. So if you need a new, some new data feeds to be brought in, you know you can do an inventory before you begin to understand what you truly need. And that is something Axiom can help you with. Absolutely. Well, thank you both very much. I think this has been really insightful, especially for our marketers as we're looking at 2022 and and preparing for this year. But on a personal note, I do have a question. It'll be our our closing question as you are looking at this year. Do you have any goals for the year that uh, that you could share with us? Personal, professional, doesn't matter. Whatever it is, we'll be our each other's accountability group. We're actually going to do it. What is it? Mine is actually to learn French. Been inspired by the Netflix hit show, Emily in Paris. Uh, if she can learn it, so can I. So that's my goal for this year. How about have an even better garden than last year? I have two that I'm going to share. First is to finish all of the landscaping projects that began with the onset of COVID and have been going on nonstop for two years, but I'm going to wrap it up and the backyard's going to be done this summer, put it out there now publicly. So it's going to happen. The other is to actually paint the living room, which, you know, this is audio. You can't see me shaking my head or the look of just sadness on my face, but it's got to happen. It's going to be done. Well, at this point, you have to love it over the past two years, right? I've seen that every day. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. It's why it's got to happen. All right. Thank you both so much. And everybody, if you have questions about measurement and analytics, please reach out to Axiom. We'd be happy to help.